Episode 3, brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink Podcast. Our mission, to explore the depths of anime, the good, the bad, the absolutely insane. We'll take a look at some of the best and worst of the season, and give you some recommendations to lead you on your own research journey. I'm your host, Preston Doza, and joining us today are our panel of experts, Remington Joseph. Hello. And Lisa Mior. Hello. Yeah, and today, we're going to take a look at my pick. It was my it was my week <laughs> to pick an anime to watch, and I am a you horrible person. Yes, you are. <laughs> I am a very horrible person because the anime that I picked to watch was Fate Extra Last Encore. Preston, who hurt you? Well, a lot of people did, but that's not important <laughs> right now because now we're going to dive into the world of Fate Extra Last Encore. Oh what God. feels like the fifth, like the twelfth adaptation of Fate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, like, 20 coming out all in one year. I mean, straight up, I like Fate and, like, uh, keeping track of all the timelines and stuff. Uh, Some of the people here uh, give me shit for, like, how do you know, like, what's what? (laughs) Like, why didn't they just all combine it? And all I'll say is, if they combined all the Fate timelines into, like, one universe, um, the world might end. And it's much safer keeping them separate from each other. it just wouldn't work. Yeah, I straight up could not keep track of the timelines on this one. Yeah. I could recognize, like, things. It also doesn't help that the show not only is a separate timeline, but also has timelines within the show itself. Yeah, so this one felt a lot like... A lot like there were just filler words that they were throwing at me. Yeah. Like, I was just like, making... I felt like they were writing the script and making it up on the spot. Yeah. Like, okay, like, and then throw this in! Here's the moon cell. And I'm like... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what and, that is, but everybody yeah, talked about it like from, they were very familiar. Yeah, even with people looking at discussions online for this anime, even people who are like deeply into Fate and who had played the uh, Fate Extra games, which this is an ostensibly an adaptation of, we'll get to that later, mm. <laughs> but like even people who were into this, they had no clue what's going on. They have no clue at all. Well, I'm in their camp because... And there's a great comment I saw from like one of the writers of it, how they intended this to be like both for people who are familiar with the Fae Extra universe and for people who had never like played it before. I played it and I was lost. <laughs> yeah, and I think... I haven't played it. I'm aware of some of the events in it, but I haven't played it. And I was pretty lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't played any of the games. I played like... Uh, one a little while ago. The only my only foray into Fate is like the Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, Fate Unlimited Blade Works, and recently Fate Apocrypha. Like so, the main timeline, and then one extra thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is just kind of. But I mean, ep- I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this episode isn't about the Fate Universe, though. This episode, we are just going to focus. <laughs> oh God, if this is about the Fate Universe, uh, give me three hours. This would explode. Please. Okay. Yeah, I think you would really, really hate me by the end of that. <laughs> but we're going to dive right into it. We're going to look at the first three episodes of Fate Extra Last Encore. Five have been released so far. Uh, this will be a two-core show. Don't know when the second core will air. 
Corvo air, if it will be right after the first or if there will be like a season break. But for now, we're looking at the first three episodes. And the first episode... Oh, oh, man. Wait, we should warn. We're probably going to get into spoilers. There's no way to talk about it without spoiling Oh, things. we are going to go heavy into the spoilers. But honestly, it doesn't even matter because the spoilers don't even make sense. Yeah. So <laughs> do what you will, gentle listener. It is all up to you. <laughs> all right. We will look at episode one, first of all. And side note, I absolutely love the episode names for this show. Yeah, they're... The first one is called The Present Lies at the Bottom of an Olden Limbo. And in this episode, we are introduced to the main character, Hakuno. It sounds like a Soul Calibur intro. I, yeah, kind of does. But in this episode, we are introduced to the main character, Hakuno, after a very weird introduction. Like, that seems to be like a flashback or a flash, flash forward. forward I yeah, think. probably a flash, <laughs> but also might not be. Yeah, because it could have already happened. Yeah, it well, makes very little that. sense. And we are introduced to uh, the main character Hakuno, who is a student in an virtual reality on the moon, where um, mass where people who can sum who can be masters who could summon heroic spirits with magic are automatically sent to so that a holy grail war may commence but not on earth anymore but not on earth anymore (laughs) and also not in a physical reality in a virtual reality and they don't really give that kind of like when it opens into the classroom there's no context yeah it goes from like giant like deadly worth world shattering battle to like a classroom and the episode has, like, as most animes do, like, exposition heavy. Yeah, like, yeah. really exposition heavy. It is also extremely cryptic. And even after watching the first three episodes, I'm not entirely sure what exactly <laughs> is going on. But after we're introduced to uh, Hakuno and seeing a bit of his school life, quote-unquote, um, the Holy Grail War commences, which results in the purge of all but 28 of the Masters, I believe. And poor Hakuno. Yeah, because this was okay. So my understanding was at this point they had already done this particular cycle with the school uh, enough times to get uh, about a hundred masters, and now they need the last twenty-eight. And he was in this end of the cycle. Yeah, yeah. So now they're looking yeah. for the rest of that. And poor old Hakuno gets stabbed multiple times by his best friend Shinji. I mean. Uh, it's not Shinji. Well, uh, it is oh, Shinji. It is yeah, Shinji. yeah, he calls him it's Shinji. Shinji. It's yeah. Shinji, but not Shinji. He's a different yeah. Shinji, yeah, I guess. Shinji from other Fate properties. And uh, somehow possessing the superhuman anger or hate to survive at least <laughs> a dozen stab <laughs> wounds. Can no I just sense. say, this is my favorite superpower of all time. The superpower <laughs> he of just anger. Hates everyone. Guys, it's like, it, this is my superpower, okay? <laughs> he, um,. Is chased by a fake servant slash like uh, phantom yeah. and encounters a sword in the middle of a coliseum slash theater where he meets Red Saber, who asks the pivotal question, Are you my master? And then the episode ends. Now, what did you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. of the, let's start off simple. What did you think of the cold open? Which drops us in the middle of a fight with Red Saber and something else. And we do see, okay, so in the cold open, we do see Rin, but she's in like a school uniform. Is that is that her? That's not no. Rin. 
But she looks like Rin. That is not Rin. Was... None of the characters are the same, but they're no, all the same. But but it's not like Rin it's, Rin. It's no. dressed in the same thing. From my understanding, spoiler like Fate Extra was ri- like was originally an RPG for the PlayStation Portable. Yeah. And you could choose between a male and a female avatar. Yeah. That character in the beginning was the female avatar of Hakuno. But the thing is, when you choose your character in the beginning, like, they die. That's that's how the story starts okay. in the game. All right. You you go off for a while, and they introduce the whole servant thing. Mm. And you, you're one of the people who get those terrible servants, and you die. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that's where they were starting with this first episode, but... I don't remember that battle at all. I don't remember being anything like that. So I was very confused. I was like, oh, they didn't use the game's intro. And I was lost. I was so confused by this. So imagine how I felt. (laughs) You you guys want to know the worst part? The Fate Extra game was my introduction to the Fate series. You. (laughs) And I had no clue. How did you stick with it? (laughs) I, I played it and I was like, I don't know what anyone is talking about. There's... I didn't know what the Holy Grail was yet. I didn't know anything, and I was so confused. And then when I saw the first series finally, I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. And none of this virtual reality yeah, stuff is part of it. you really need to like keep on track of all of the Fate <laughs> stuff yeah. in order to get that. But sticking with Fate Extra, to try and steer this as much as Fate Extra last to Encore as we can... There are 10 minutes in the, in the episode, apart from the cold open, where it is just ramming expedi- exposition down yes. your throat. And to be like, okay, you're on the moon? It's Yeah. <laughs> it's that whole point from after the chess scene yeah. where he goes and sees that and then he finds the body. And then it's like from that point, exposition for like 10 solid minutes. Of, yeah. Yeah. And it, like as a first episode, wow, is it confusing. Yes. Very. Like, I did not exactly know what was going on for about 90% of it until, like, we got to the very end. I'm pervy to, like, some of the events of it, just having read up on Fade Extra before watching the show. And I'm still confused because the events are dramatically different from the game. I mean, in Japan, the game got a re-release, right? There was no, a second that was, version. That was a sequel. That was a sequel? Yeah. Because like I Fate, thought maybe that's what they were Because they had Fate Extra and then Fate Extra CCC. And the CCC is the sequel to Fate Extra, but this isn't an adaptation of either of those, even though it kind of is. Yeah, (laughs) prepare to say that a lot. So we can just let that go, basically. Yeah, we'll let that go. Let's just let that go. Okay, I I got I now. um, Earlier, I said this to Preston when uh, before we started podcast that so I was having a hard time like uh, actually watching it on my computer. One of my browsers wasn't working, Hmm. so at one point I actually had the whole thing open on like two different browsers. And not realizing that I didn't shut the second browser off. So I get to the classroom scene and all of a sudden I start hearing like all these like surround these, sound. No, no, not even. It's like these overlaying of like inter like voices just coming in in this very ambient, oh, almost very that surreal. sounds like it would fit the like, series. It was, I, I thought I was like, all right, I'm going in for like this super psychedelic anime. I'm, I'm set for that. And then I realized that I just shut the other browser and I'm like, oh, this is so disappointing. <laughs> it fits so well. But this at fair. Uh, Last Encore is being done by um, the studio is Shaft, who have done um, Madoka Magica and the Monogatari series. Yes. Yes. And boy, does it show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody's tilting their head everywhere. Yeah. Whenever they're talking. So, <laughs> one thing I really liked about this is that it is gorgeous to look at. Oh, from like absolutely. From beginning to end, like across all the episodes, the animation is very well done. It's extremely colorful and refreshing and refreshing. 
Side note, the music is pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, we don't get to hear it until, like, the second episode, but it's, like, aside from the animation's not so great for the opening, but I really like the o- opening segment. It's yeah. a really cool, like, it, it's its own little, like, short in itself. Mm-hmm. And on top of the fact that it's got a really great soundtrack. Oh, like, yeah. This is really cool. And you were saying something uh, we were t- when we were talking earlier about how the fact that this is probably the only one with, like, a male is, voice. Yeah, this is the first... Um, fate anime or ending or possibly even insert song yeah. that is done by a male vocalist instead of a female vocalist yeah and true. i like it yeah. i dig it like yeah. i um i can't remember the name of the song off the top of my head oh bright burning shout and i do not remember the artist's name forgive me but like it's pretty catchy yeah yeah, yeah. i enjoyed that a lot i could, I could yeah. listen to that I, I i didn't skip the openings i normally do I usually get sick of the song, but this one I didn't, so mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, um, it was a very heavy first episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of went went away and throw. I threw my headphones down. I went away from the computer. I'm like, I need a break for a really long time before I watch the next two episodes. There was yeah. a lot, a lot to absorb. Mm-hmm. I watched it and immediately went to sleep because <laughs> it was very tiring. It was, was very exhausting. I was not ready for the next episode. I was like, they're going to dump more of this on me, and I can't handle that right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, moving away from like the very exposition uh, heavy bits of the show, um, what, were there any moments that before, before the murder commenced, hmm. before um, Hakuna fell to the theater coliseum, were there any moments that stood out in the episode for you? Okay, aside from the chess scene, so the blonde kid, I don't, I don't remember his name. I am not my memory. I it's Leo. I want to say it's Leo. I or think something. that sounds yeah. really right. Or Leon. It's 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 it was supposed to be something very European, mm-hmm. essentially. Is that a character that's in any of the other? Like I don't fr- think so. No, I don't think things. so. I'm ninety percent like he with looks the way like he that he's been. set up. Like it's yeah. pretty obvious that he's going to come back later. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah, but like it looked like he was somebody that we should have known beforehand. Mm. So yeah, um, but like, I didn't recognize yeah, him. Yeah, I didn't so either. I don't think like he a is. nod or a tease towards something. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I again, I'm unfamiliar with uh, the Fade Extra material. Yeah, I only so. know he shows up later on in the game, but. Yeah. I don't. And with the fact the that beginning. he's not like a faceless, like normal haired color yeah. NP- like uh, NPC who are literally NPCs yeah. in this one, like <laughs> yeah. they're actually like computer simulations. Like all of them, like except for the pink haired girl Shinji and um, Hakuno, everyone else is like an AI, an artificial construct yeah. that was created by the simulation. And he has the hair color because it's an anime yeah. to show that he is a unique <laughs> and independent character who will come back later. Um, I, I did enjoy the introduction of the limbo section of the whole thing. Like when they went down to... Oh, like, when he went to drop the yeah, body? Yeah, when he went to drop the body off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like it opened up as like a crematorium and then all of a sudden became this giant ash pit. And then once the body was dropped, it became this burning like yeah. city. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was uh, a really cool idea of introducing like that and the idea of the concept of limbo to begin with because it is kind of like a, a constant purgatory of all these things yeah. together that and full of of course now that i know it's like the team behind madoka magica all this heavy symbolism <laughs> that was like yeah, it was, i i it, on reflection i kind of like this uh, this episode a lot more now than while i was watching it it mm-hmm. was it definitely needed like yeah. I needed some sitting time with this. So one of the most straightforward parts of the episode, 
and my personal favorite part of the episode is the introduction to Red Saber. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And what did you guys think of her introductions? Because this is like, she is the female protagonist, and she's going to be with Hakuno throughout the entire thing. She is the servant in the master-servant relationship. Mm. What do you think of her from like that first brief appearance? Because we don't get much of her personality in this episode. It's like, here she is. She kills. Yeah, from that appearance, it was just, oh, she looks cool. But um, she had no pants. That was my first takeaway, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely not wearing pants. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's not my favorite saber. Mm. So, seeing her, I was like, okay, she looks cool. At least she's animated well for that intro scene. I like the, I really like the sabers that have the, like I, I'm thinking of, of like the saber that uh, the red saber in Apocrypha. Like I like the the she did have a very commanding like yeah authoritative and super con- super confidence through the roof kind of character. She wasn't the the very stoically heroic saber of mm. like that we're kind of used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I I like that they're playing with that character as a feature. Mm. So I uh, I enjoyed that aspect of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So and you, what did you think? I was a bit. I don't want to use the phrase let down per se because there's that moment where Red Saber grabs the sword like grabs the sword for the first time that I'm like okay this is that like it was a pretty cool scene for me also side note that sword that's what is that <laughs> why, why is it like jagged like that because it, it's cool it looks <laughs> cool it's cool and then she lights it on fire by yeah. just right like <laughs> scraping it across the ground do you guys did you guys ever watch a do, you, do any of you guys watch uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it just it felt like no. one of the, the Blood Blockade yeah. kind of like blood swords, and I, I like that. I like that I, imagery. I thought the sword was cool. Yeah. The sword, the sword was cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention that before he pulls the sword, he gets a hole torn into him by a Oh, my gosh. Thought. I don't understand he how he hole? doesn't die. No, uh, but his, his rage consumes him and fuels him. He is powered He's by rage. rage. Okay, so I don't like him very much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's a blank, blank slate. Yeah. He's a blank slate. Well, and in the game, it made sense. Perform- I was like, oh, he's he's me. I get it. Yeah. But in this, I'm like, oh, he's just the same as how he he's was ang- in the game? No, he's not you. He's angry you. Yeah. <laughs> it's angry Remington. Because <laughs> <laughs> all he does is say exactly what's going on usually, and yeah. he says it with, like, monotone voice, and then he says, I hate it. I feel like he's going to be... I, I feel like it's more than that. I feel like he's going to very much be a vessel character, and I like that. I, 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 I can excuse I, the blank slate on this one. I think the blank slate is for another reason, um, ju- but this is extending to my knowledge of the outside fate That's universe, my only problem. So I am not going to drop... So I'm not going to pursue that avenue. You're not going to pursue it? No, you don't think because it's, it, it might it might, involve... He- it would heavily spoil this. Like, it would heavily something like way down the line okay but then again the way that this anime is taking it could it might entirely it. not yeah, not it might be change here it completely. because like people are confused by this man <laughs> i'm confused by it as well yeah but uh, but let's move on to the second episode yeah what happened there it, it is called dead phase which you'll know is a much simpler name yes for an episode <laughs> rather than whoever the heck was up at the first one and in episode two um it's our first full introduction the red saber um, seeing her personality um, and interact with Hakuno, who recovers from his multiple stab wounds from a bath, from in a bath, in a bath, in a magical yes. bath, in a Japanese style bath. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And Red Saber does not have a problem with um, nudity. Taking a bath with him. Um, yeah, why not? She's a warrior. She's yeah. on the battlefield. Why would you have problems with nudity? There's like blood and stuff everywhere. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> after their introduction where um, Red Saber explains some of the basic rules of what's going on with this particular Holy Grail War and the different floors, for example. Yeah. Um, so that they have to – so instead of just one open battlefield, they have to progress through a series of seven layers yeah. so, or the seven It's almost patterns. like it's a game or something. Yeah, <laughs> almost. <laughs> Yeah, and then that's um, where the whole and then immediately really after she explains this, they step outside Sea City and she's like, "This isn't what the first floor is like." <laughs> yeah. And so it's obvious that she's been part of this. Yeah, before. she's been part of this yeah. before. Yeah. And in the city, um, it looks like there's a lot of humans about. It's like this is a peaceful place yeah. where like no one kills each other and like the Holy Grail War has ended. And it's a giant party. Like the yeah. whole city's partying. There's like these floating. TV, well, flat yeah. TV screens mm-hmm. everywhere, just showing like how wonderful mm-hmm. everyone's lives are. And and Red Saber and Hakuno meet a certain uh, pink-haired woman in a bar, who they interact with briefly and find out some of what's going on in the city from them. It's a rather cryptic conversation, but judging from the first episode, that is not surprising yeah, at all. Yeah. And well, no, she, she straight up tells him that, hey. The, sell your servant. Yeah. Sell your servant. I sold, yeah, sell your servant. It manages to be straightforward and also yeah. what the heck is going yeah. on yeah. at the same time. Well, the Holy Grail Wars. If you don't know about servants, it's just like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Again, they this intended is, this to be for newcomers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she, she essentially just tells them that, um, the Holy Grail War is over and nobody won. Yeah. Everyone stays on the first floor. Uh, nobody wants to fight and nobody wants to die. So they just got rid of their servants by selling them and just stay here and party. Yeah. There are still, like, there's still masters around, according to her. Yeah. Um, but uh, no one's fighting the Holy Grail War and nobody cares to ascend to the floor and that's that. And after that conversation, um, our protagonists step out and are confronted by a small group of um, an idol master group, an idol master group <laughs> of cops. The idol, apparently, all the, the idols in the city yeah. are um, young women with skirts <laughs> with, and with swords. Really, no, with mini skirts with slits. Yeah, because you have to run and you can't run in a mini. Something skirt. that yeah. Red Saber is very happy about yes. to discover because she doesn't just like cute boys; she, she likes, likes cute, cute girls. girls as well. And the cops are there to invite them to meet the mayor. And so they go forth on a giant elevator to meet the mayor, who, dun-dun-dun-dun, turns out to be Shinji and what? his stupid look on his face. Okay, so, this is my anime rule. Never tr- trust an anime Shinji. That's all Okay, but in this series, Shinji is my favorite character. <laughs> he has and, the most personality of everyone. And we'll get to that <laughs> in a moment, because that involves a lot of episode three talk. But essentially what Shinji brought them there is like, hey, Hakuno, you need to sell me your servant. And live here in peace and paradise forever. And Hakuno straight up just says, nope, like yeah. this is a holy grail war. <laughs> and Shinji apparently planning this, like he had a plan in the back of his head, sp- separates um, Red Saber and Hakuno from each other, summons a number of corrupted servants um, to fight Red Saber, and then surrounds uh, Hakuno with the female police force uh, who with swords <laughs> who also just decide to stab him yeah why not yeah second episode in a row where huck <laughs> gets stabbed <laughs> throw it in it's like oh, it's i just... just recovered from my runes <laughs> <laughs> okay well there's another like 
doesn't stab wounds. I kind of like that he is very useless in a fight, and he makes no pretense <laughs> about being good in a fight because he just sort of stands he there and even like, move. oh, hey, they have swords, and I got nothing. Well, I'm dead. Yep. <laughs> so, but hate. Keeps him alive. Yeah. But hate, he's because fueled he by his rage Shinji so much. Yeah. He's just not gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, that, that's how I've lived so yeah. long. Yeah, rage has yeah. fueled me. And that's the summary <laughs> for the second episode. Yeah. And let's start with Red Saber's personality, who is distinctly flirty, thinks she's the greatest thing in the world, and uh, is just like, wait, why are you like, uh, like Tahakuno is more yeah. like. You should know this. Why don't you, you know, know this? <laughs> oh, well, I'm the greatest. I'll explain to you anyway. I like her. I think she's cool. I mean, I like that kind of character. Yeah. And it, like, it, honestly, it's in the Fate series. The only time we ever get to see that with, like, uh, a woman where it's not, like, played as, like, a serious thing. A major, like, flaw. It's, yeah. It's played as a total, like, bonus to her character. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's true. Most of the most of the fun characters There's, are usually like considered stupid. It's their stupid. flaw. Yeah, yeah, it's their flaw. Whereas this, she's like this is this is like this is just one like, facet of the character. Yeah, yeah, like her flaw is she's egotistical. Yeah, like, yeah. but that's not a bad flaw. <laughs> yeah, like, in this, and she doesn't seem to think so. Yeah, because she's like, I am a saber. I am the greatest yeah. of all classes. And nobody reacting around her seems to be disagreeing with her. So I'm, I'm I mean, there's like, only one person who's reacting exactly. around her. Yeah, nobody exactly. ever seems to really interact with her, though, directly. Yeah. She doesn't Everybody kind of interacts around her, and then she comes in with her opinion. Yeah. She is her own person. <laughs> she don't need your opinion. <laughs> yeah, she. this is the episode where I first really started to notice this is a shaft anime because of the amount of cuts to just people tilting their heads to yeah. like wide shots to people tilting their heads saying something else. And it's this very like eclectic yeah. editing style that I was like, yep, this is shaft <laughs> through and through. Also, even through the first uh, the first episode, when you see the school, it's very much a blank place. And it reminded me just of the Monogatari series. Yeah. The school is just this empty tower of yeah. like stairs. And that's basically what yeah. this is too. Yeah, But the landscapes in the second episode at least are really detailed yeah and really original yeah. at the same time it's not like the generic like white school buildings it's like a art deco like city it's like a roman style bath i was surprised because i don't remember that scenery at all i yeah. swear the game was just in the school and i'm pretty so sure like, and i'm pretty sure from? that's the intention of it because yeah. like red saber's reaction is like this isn't how things are yeah. like lends like evidence to that yeah, she's and, as confused as I am. Yeah, which <laughs> is like, okay, great. I thought we had someone who knew what they're doing, yeah. and we're back to square one. Well, she thought it was an adaptation too. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's not. Clearly, it's just weird cities, and it's it's a completely different series. Mm-hmm. It feels like it anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's not bad. I thought the second episode was all right. Yeah, the second episode like lacked a lot of the lacked a, a there was exposition. But there wasn't as, like, straightforward, in-your-face, we-are-dumping-this-for-six-or-seven-minutes-straight yeah. exposition, which is always nice. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I felt like this episode had a lot more movement forward than the mm. first episode, Like, but it was a lot more organic mm-hmm. because there, there was actual physical movement between things happening, <laughs> too, so that helped. Yeah. But it, it felt like there was, like... It felt like this is this is the point where I'm like, okay, this is going somewhere. I'm still not 100% into this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I can see it moving, and I can see that they have an idea somewhere, and there will be a payoff. 
So, especially since, like, the bar scene when we saw the certain pink-haired character and it, the, the way it was created, the way it was set up, like, we knew that this is a person that's going to come back mm-hmm. and they're not all that they seem. And it's a pretty predictable they're not all that they seem, but it was, like... I, I'm like, okay, let's see what they do with that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, second episode was all right. Yeah, second yeah. episode was pretty good. Yeah, and so, then we have the third. Which the third I, I liked. Which <laughs> I would say for the three of us sold us all on yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, in terms of the three-episode tests, the third episode passed it with flying colors. We kicked off the third episode, which is called, and this is an awesome episode name, <laughs> The Night of the Golden Hind and the Storm Golden Wild Hunt. <laughs> that name is awesome. I don't care what you're That's asking. a poem. Yeah. I was part of that band, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and in this episode, it kicks off immediately where we left off of Red Saber and Hakuno uh, trapped in the mayor's office. Um, Red Saber manages to fend off the three um, corrupted servants who are attacking her, more or less. Hakuno gets stabbed. What else is new with that? <laughs> and... Um, a familiar character for uh, Fate fans shows up, uh, Rin uh, Tosaka, uh, um, who uh, manages to come in on a flying motorcycle, a dope flying motorcycle, and uh, rescue Red Saber and Hakuno, who is healed of his stab wounds because he needs to be healed of his stab wounds, yes. else this would get yeah. pretty, this would be over pretty soon. <laughs> I um, want this, you know what I kind of want to do? Before, like, just see how the, how reoccurring how, this be- is. How many times? I feel and like then, he's gonna get like, stabbed every few. I want to do a compilation where I take all of the times that Hakuno, uh, uh, sorry, uh, that Hakuno gets uh, stabbed and just put it to Benny Hill music. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be great. But anyway, yeah. go on. And um, they go back to Rin's apartment. I think it's her apartment at the very least, the place where she's staying. And Rin explains that she is the resistance and she is the only member of the resistance because she is the only master other than Shinji who is still on this floor. She does not have her servant because the servant got lost. Yeah. It's not really explained. Yeah, because she still has um, her She still has her, um, she still has her command mar- seals. Her, her command seals, the tattoos on her right hand. And there's at least one left over there. Yeah. Um, and... Rin talks to Red Saber and Hakuno and says, okay, we're going to take the fight to Shinji. We're going to, like, start... We're going to continue the Holy Grail War, basically. Mm -hmm. And so they go out and they challenge um, Shinji um, to a battle. Um, Rin stays behind to, like, guard their um, entrance into Shinji's tower and also turns into, like, has is slowly covered in red yeah, in order to fight against was. servants. We'll get to that in a moment. Well, she said, yeah, yeah. So saying after saying that she, I can still use him. Yeah. She said him, him right? but then like what? I do not know what happens. Yeah. With the red I don't know what that was, but, but was it? Okay. I'm yeah. thinking, okay. Who was her, her art? She had Archer, Archer in Unlimited Blade Works, yeah, right? Yeah, but that's not what it is in uh, Fate Extra. Yeah. She has someone we've, no, else. No, we've in... already, we've already, that boat's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've gone beyond, it's, it's not Fate Extra anymore. <laughs> it's something else entirely. It's something but else entirely. It, yeah, but she doesn't necessarily have to have Archer from like the Fate Stay Night universe. But she had the same uh, uh, command seals as she did in, in Unlimited Blade Works. I think that's just her own style command seal. You maybe. know what? I'm trying to make a path. I'm trying to make sense of, of a nonsensical a issue here. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> And I'm trying to point out you can't make sense of it. Help me help Moving you. Moving past this. We'll return to this later. We still need to talk about the rest, describe the rest of the episode. Um, Red Saber um, and Hakuno challenge Shinji to a battle. Shinji um, agrees. 
massive walls come out surrounding the city, floods the entire city in water, and um, Shinji reveals that his servant was the pink-haired woman from episode two and is Ryder, and is more specifically Sir Francis Drake, the English um, admiral and explorer. Which we find out later in the episode. Which we find out slightly later in the episode, but I'm not going to call her the pink-haired woman for, like, the next minute. (laughs) Um, They have a brief and short fight, and Red Saber uh, comes out on top, and Shinji and Drake fade away as um, Hakuno and Red Saber can now go on to the second floor, with the first floor being destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad for Shinji. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted him to win. Well, I was we like... got a lot more depth into his character in this episode because we found out he didn't... He was just so afraid of continuing to fight. He didn't want to kill anybody yeah. else. Yeah, he's just like, why do I have to kill? Yeah. So I'm just not going to. Yeah. Screw that. Also, when we see his flashback, I need to p- make a point of this, but when we see his flashback, we first of him killing before he like makes this peaceful city... He's staring at someone in an astronaut's okay, outfit. Okay, thank you. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah. I was like, why was, I was there like, an astronaut? Okay, I thought I missed something there. <laughs> and I, I was like, that's just a servant I didn't know. <laughs> I was yeah. like, there's a Sir, school student the and an uh, and like, astronaut. Is Neil, and is Neil Armstrong a servant? Si- si- because si- that would be awesome. I know. I like. I'm familiar with like most of the Fate Universe and their servants. No one wears an astronaut outfit like this. Like uh, we, have, so, no one has any clue who that was. Okay, was that just the idea a guy was on the that moon? it could have been like Neil Armstrong okay, as a servant. Seriously though, like all of the servants have been so reimagined. This could probably, I don't know, be Hercules. No. <laughs> just, it could be anybody. Yeah. No, it just seemed like it was another student. Like, like it was. Yeah. A, but he's like, he's just a guy. Yeah. You could see the like the dead like student slash master yeah. lying on the floor beside them. So I figured, oh, it's just this is the weird student who always dresses up like an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> Did you have one of those at your school? Because I did. It's clearly a servant. And that was weird and out of nowhere. Um, I really like this episode because, one, I'm a fan of Drake in the Fate universe. And Mm. just seeing her use a full, like, incantation to summon her um, noble phantasm, her, like, special attack, which is essentially she is the captain of the Wild Hunt. Here's 20 ghost ships firing laser beams. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I was just so upset that there was no more of her. Yeah. Like, yeah. that that was it. We got, I was hoping like, that they would live, and I was like, oh, it's just not yeah, like, happen. This is it. Or, yeah, I, I was hoping there was some sort of, like, ex machina kind of deal where at least she would. I didn't want Shinji anymore. I was over Shinji. <laughs> I had enough of him. I wanted her um, just to keep going. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no ride. No the ride. fight was very brief. Like, yeah. It, it was, was quick. like four minutes five minutes tops and there wasn't a lot of fighting per se it was just like a lot of flying around red saber gets shot by um wild hunt and then goes down to the gra- goes down to the ocean tries to use a skill called imperial privilege to summon a ship fallen ship a, yeah. sh- a shipwreck hakuno dives down kisses her to like ga- get her some mana back yeah. and side note it's great to finally. It's weird to finally see like a fate that anime a actually stating that this is a thing because in the original visual novel that was one of the ways that you could do it. Yeah, but all and the fate animes, the animes have just like well because they took out all that. like yeah. the arrow stuff, like so all like, like no porn all the sex this. stuff. But yeah, and it, like it was just a kiss, restored some yeah. mana, and it allowed um, Red Saber to summon a shipwreck and just ram it right into the Golden Hind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was a good battle. Like yeah. uh, we were waiting for a while because there were some pretty good fight scenes, but they were really short mm-hmm. um, and kind of cut away from. So it was yeah. good to see like 
an actual battle that was resolved within one episode too mm -hmm. because that's not very common for a lot of like the fate universe yeah, yeah. Um, it was battles. a good fight I wish it was longer I wish it was longer yeah um, but it was it was a good it was a good introduction to what's to come mm -hmm. yeah and I also want to briefly talk about the uh, scenes in Rin's apartment because yeah. this is another info dump of basically like this is the current like status of everything this is what you have to do people have like turned these seven floors there's a game master on each floor who controls the area and like yeah. i guess in order for the holy grail were to continue hakuno and red saber got to go through all the floors like taking out the game master on each one and that's basically we finally have a setup for like what's gonna come in the next like yeah, for uh, how it works. Yeah, for how it works and how, like, these episodes will continue. I don't know about the pacing of those episodes or how quickly those floors will go by. Mm. Judging from this, it seems like we spent two episodes on the first floor. Like, the first episode was more of, like, a setup. Yeah. And then we spent episode two and three on floor one. So maybe it'll be two um, episodes per floor. But yeah. Depending on what's, sure. what's happening on the floors. Because if this, like... This one floor is already drastically different than mm -hmm. what everyone was expecting. Then yeah. Yeah. who knows what we're going to get. Yeah. I want to see more about. Okay. So I want to just go back uh, just a beat to episode two, uh, Death Face, because mm -hmm. that's where we actually started to see sh um, Hakuno's rage kind of personify in this like devil face mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. kept popping, like just very shadow devil face. Yeah. And that happened a few times. So I'm hoping that. That's gonna manifest as something pretty big. Soon yeah, over. that's his. That's why I'm kind of thinking. I guess it has to, his character development has to do with the whole. It has to. Thing. That like that's it. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think there's anything more to that character. Yeah, he's yeah. a shell, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, except he's angry. He's an angry shell. Mm -hmm. He's an angry. He's shell. an angry, angry shell. shell. <laughs> he's a shell with little downturned <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> oh, now oh, I man. want an angry shell. <laughs> yeah. And I was confused by the Rin scene as well when you were talking about that earlier where she turned, where she was covered in red. And what happens is she's covered in red as, like, the servants are approaching her, mm -hmm. who I all know, I know who they are, by the way, because I know the Fate thing. They are references to other actual servants um, in the Fate universe. Um, so they were all berserkers, though, right? They were all berserkers. Yeah. Like, they were all covered. They're, like, turned so, into berserkers. Yeah, like, the... Oh, so they weren't all berserkers. I thought like one they, of them they was weren't, at least... All, they aren't all supposed to be originally berserkers. Yeah. It's just from yeah. the way that Shinji... I assume like Shinji corrupted yeah. them. Yeah. Like, okay, well, there's like the chunks taken out of them, and they're yeah. all glowing this like purple glow, yeah. so it's like, pretty... Like, the servants were, um, I believe, the big, tall guy was a berserker, and that's Darius III, a Persian king. Mm -hmm. The guy in the helmet um, with the spear is Leonidas, king of Sparta. And um, the guy with the drill sword... And yes, it is a sword... Because he is a he is supposed to be a saber is Fergus one of like the Celtic um, kings in Celtic myth with a with a drill because with why a drill not? server with a drill sword. Um, fate is yeah, fate is weird. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about Jack the Ripper guys. Not even in this. <laughs> We're not episode. getting into that. We're not getting into that. Um, code red. Um, <laughs> But we see um, Rin, like, get surrounded by the red. It's like, I could still use him. And then the very next cut of her is all of the other servants, like, their bodies are just gone. There's <laughs> dead bodies lying all around, and she's alive. And then she gets hit by a massive wall of water. And that's the last we see of her that And episode. she's very resigned to the whole thing. Yeah. So I hope she's not dead. I'm not sure it's Rin. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't as think we know. From the previous animes and whatnot. She merged with her servant. 
Or possibly, but like not so. even that. I like, don't think so. I don't she merged with her servant. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I, she has. She still has her command symbol. Yes. Yeah. Her servant can't be gone because she still has her command symbol. Yeah. It's so weird how that is. She is her servant. Uh, <laughs> that's the only answer I can think of. <laughs> I know there's a nice little Easter egg um, in the apartment scene where um, I believe it's like a cup of tea, a mug of tea or a mug of water. And on the side of it, there's this little sticker of Wow, a... you have good eyes. I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it. It was center frame. That's why I noticed it. There's a sticker on the side of it of a... Um, Shrine maiden with pink hair and fox ears, who oh. fans of the <laughs> Faye, who people who have played Faye Extra may recognize yeah. as um, the as the cat ear uh, caster, yeah. who is She's one like of the, the best main, who is one of the main characters in the game, <laughs> but has not shown up in the anime so far. So we're probably not going to see her because that was her appearance. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> what if she was with? What if she took on the appearance of Rin? You Maybe. think she's Rin? Maybe. Maybe. Like, uh, like you just, this you, isn't spoilers. Look, this is me theorizing yeah. You just right really want her to be in it. I, I want her to I be, want in, be it. in it. I want to be in it. And also, character. I'm just <laughs> looking at how, like, Rin's behaving, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's Rin. I think it's something else. And with the transform sequence, like, I'm not sure, like, Yeah. That, that, that could is. happen. Yeah. I hope that would happen. But That'd the be command seals. The command seals. <laughs> it's, it all comes down to that command seal. <laughs> You're just going to keep on bringing that up as like the only evidence. But the command <laughs> seals. <laughs> That's going to be my running gag for every time we watch. Yeah. Every time I watch an episode, I'm just going to message Pre- Preston. The command seals. <laughs> Lisa, stop messaging me. The it's 11 o'clock seals. at night. I have to work at 5 a.m. <laughs> um, yeah, that is. I'm, I actually, as difficult as it was to find like fan subs for this. Um, I really want to keep watching it. Yeah. It'll be yeah. on Netflix, I imagine, in a month or two. Like, just judging from how Netflix did Apocrypha, um, they're going to release the first season, like, first. And then, like, three, four months later, the second season will come in. Yeah. And that's how they'll do it. So I imagine, that's like, there'll be so an far? official, like, dub and sub by the sometime in May, I want to say. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a prediction right now. So yeah. hopefully. I mean, I'm think i'm gonna stop watching it for now i'm gonna wait till it's on like a, on a an easy to stream place yeah and i'll have no problem starting from the beginning because <laughs> i know i missed a ton of stuff mm-hmm. and actually talking about it with you guys i'm not gonna play the game so i'm not gonna yeah bother with that. no i would <laughs> no, no. Not well, i mean it's on psp so you have to like get a psp first unless you use like an emulator or something but yeah, it's I can make a- things happen, Preston. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bring it to PlayStation 4. Uh, yeah. And side note, when I w- in my fan subversion of this, um, there was an Umu counter, which is a counter that appeared on the top <laughs> left of it that counted how many times Red Saber said Umu. By the end of episode three, we hit nine. That's going to happen a lot more. Yeah. That's, that's, that is kind of her catchphrase. It's in the Rurouni Kenshin Oro all over yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. it for our look at the first three episodes yeah. of Fade Extra Last Encore. And now it's a good time to go to break. Hey, Cole. Do you want to be kept up to date with the latest to come out of the gaming, movie, comic, and tech worlds? No, I don't want to. Cole, that's, that's not how this promo is supposed to work. I'm not getting paid enough for this, Lisa. Yes, you are, Cole. A lot, actually. Fine. 
I, Cole Watson, love the Pixels and Ink podcast. And if you think there's any better podcast out there, you're wrong, buddy. And you got to check it out. Cole. Yes. Do you even listen? Like, like, what's your favorite part of the podcast? You guys do news, right? Yes. The news! <sighs> I'll be in my trailer. I have anime to research. Anyway, tune into Pixels Inc. podcast every Friday to hear the latest news, reviews, and deep dives into the worlds of comics, gaming, tech, and movies. You can find us at CG Mag Online, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us at Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook at CG Magazine, and catch past episodes on our YouTube channel uh, under CG Magazine. Don't delay. Listen today. Oh hell yeah! And we're back. Thank you to our sponsors. Now it's time for our anime recommendations, where we go through the three of us and we each recommend one anime for the others to watch. We're going to start this week off with Remington. Okay, so normally I would recommend something shonen action related, but in a complete change of pace, I'm <gasps> going with a romance series. Yay! Uh, yeah. I think Lisa's Why? actually going to really like this one, I'm especially. Like this one. <laughs> Why? Just because it's romance? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's really the only reason. Okay. Um, so it's called Kimiga Nozomo Ien, which also known as Rumbling Hearts or The Eternity You Wish For, I believe that's the, the other name. The Eternity You Wish For? Yeah. The Eternity You Wish For. Okay, so I saw this okay. in high school, and this is like the first romance anime I ever watched, and I was so sad and heartbroken. I was like, oh, anim romance anime is something completely different from what I'm used to. Uh, so this came out in 2003, and it is about a group of friends, um, two boys, two girls, and one of the girls confesses her love to one of the boys. And they start dating, and after a short little while, I, I just I want to say just tragedy strikes. Okay. okay. And it tears this friend group apart. And <laughs> it is heartbreaking. Uh, there's... Wait, does this take place in elementary school? No, this takes place in high school. Oh, in high school. Okay. And it, there's a time skip that goes out of high school when they're all working, and it's very... <gasps> I know this there, one. I yeah? have seen this one. Yeah? Is yes. there any form of a happy ending in this? There is yeah. a happy ending. Yes. And if you're unhappy with it, there's actually a four-episode OVA that shows an alternate ending. So somehow you're going to be happy with it. Okay. <laughs> It's really good. It's really, really good. It's really uh, good. You said the name, you said attorney at one point. Like, is there also Eternity. law? Etern no, eternity. Uh, eternity. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, this is like, not a law anime. <laughs> it's not a Phoenix it's a Wright law anime. I was like, what? It's a law anime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so eternity. All right. Glad I clarified that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those series where it's just, it's a very mature romance which is something that I don't see very often in anime. Usually it's the confession is like the ending. This is more of the confession is just the beginning of it. Yeah. And uh, it's brought by Studio Fantasio, which uh, I don't know if you'll know them, but they're the studio that helped Gainax with uh, Gunbuster. And the last thing that I think that they worked on was uh, Nozakiana, which is a, a very pervy adult manga that shouldn't be read by most people. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are unfortunately bankrupt now, but uh, this is one of their best series. And yeah, so it's just a tough anime to watch. It's really, 
really just romantic love stories, triangles. And so, but the, but the focus of it really happens when they're all adults. And the fact that how it, that how this tragedy affected this friend group and broke them apart. Yeah. And And just seeing how they come back together or like uh, certain characters don't. And it's just how they, how they reconnect as adults. And even with like the one thing where that's kind of binding them together, it's still not going to change the fact that they've grown and they've grown differently yes. from each other so it kind of alludes to the fact that you know as you as you grow up you're going to move away from your friends group regardless of what the circumstances are kind of thing yes. because your priorities change and uh really random side note for this uh so it has a few sequels and these sequels go off in directions you would never expect really i don't uh, know about that part okay so it's related to um i don't know if you guys know the muvlo series what <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> there are characters in this who tie into Muff Love, which is the most random thing ever. There is a spin-off series where... I, I, don't, I don't even want to know, man. <laughs> There's a spin-off series that takes place in the same high school that they went to with uh, the little sister of one of the characters. And for some reason, the boy that likes her gets a giant robot. Uh, okay. <laughs> very, very random spin-offs. <laughs> All right, I, that I I did not That's know. I do yeah. not see the connections. But yes, uh, I don't know why it happens, but, but it, it did does. because anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you ever want to see them all get into giant robots, that's what happens. Well, mm. we're watching it right now. <laughs> Literally, yeah. as we're recording this podcast, <laughs> we are watching it right now. She is searching it up on her computer, and we will watch it. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. That that was a really good one. I'm yeah. Glad you picked that one. That sounds interesting. I also really wish it was attorney now. <laughs> I wish I had I hadn't asked about that clarification. I'm you sorry. could have gone into it blind. <laughs> I mean, Waited like, so for the law. The law yeah. When are they going to be in the courtroom? <laughs> Lisa, what's your recommendation? So I'm recommending. I'm not recommending a romance this time. I'm actually going to represent. Uh, it's kind of like a historical drama, but it's not like the typical anime historical drama in the sense that we're going to go into like the Edo era and like fight samurai. It's the and only Ronin. history that I yeah. know of for them. Yeah. Though. Well. <laughs> We're going into the Showa era, guys. Oh. This is a Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju. And it's a story about um, the basically, it's a story set in the Showa era that is set between, that has happened between uh, 1926 and 1989 Japan. Mm. And it's about. Uh, Rakugo, uh, Rakugo, sorry guys, Rakugo performers. And so Rakugo is um, a type of theatrical storytelling and um, it was particularly popular in like live theater. Kind of think of like um, almost like uh, like the vaudeville kind of deal, except this was like this particular version of it. It's a big theatrical thing. It was to become a, a, a uh, a Rakugo master meant years and years of dedication to your craft, telling the same story over and over again until it was perfect, till you could elicit an emotional response from everybody in your audience kind of deal. So um, this was done by, um, it's based on an award-winning ma- manga as well. So if you got into this, uh, the manga goes a lot deeper because mm. I think this only takes a section, like an abbreviated version of the whole series as it goes through. But anyway, it follows uh, ex-convict Kyoji, who he, uh, you know this? Yes, one? I know this one. It's really good. <laughs> wow, I am 
0 for 2. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he he's coming out of prison and he runs into uh, he runs into a, a performance where he's uh, and he actually experiences one of the most famous uh, rec- uh, Rakugo masters at the time. Uh, I'm going to botch up the name. Uh, Yuritai Yakumo. And Yakumo, uh, he finds him and he's like, he begs Yakumo to take him on as an apprentice because he's like, I need to be you, buddy, kind of thing. And Yakumo, of course, he's like, who are you at my shoes? Like, what is this nonsense? Hmm. So uh, he begrudgingly, and uh, because of... Uh, he begrudgingly decides he's going to take him on. Why not? Um, takes him home, uh, gives him the name Yatoro, which means the fool. And so from now on, your apprenticeship name is Yatoro because as uh, as you apprentice under a master, you have to take on your master's uh, master's name, which is uh, which was Yuritai, and or sorry, you uh, you Yakuritai man, Yakuritai. She can she can do it. She's got it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and um, his name that the master gives you. So his yes, his name was obviously the fool. And he also meets one of the other uh, one of the wards under this particular master. Uh, her name is uh, Kanatsu, and she's the daughter of another famous uh, Rakugo master, uh, Yuritai. Uh, Yur- <laughs> I really am terrible at these names, guys. I practice this. <laughs> in front of a mirror in for mirror. several hours. Yeah, Yuritai uh, Sukoru. Oh. Okay, you could, you could, Sukoru. you don't have. To. I have to because no. it's important. Sukuroku. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with Sukuroku. Okay, okay there we okay, go. Yeah. So, obviously, because they both have the same like Yuritai name, that they uh, are both they both studied under the same master, mm-hmm. so we know that there's a connection there. Um, and uh, so, but anyway, it follows like the it's set into two seasons, and the first season actually follows like the 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 two uh, masters as they go through the Showa era, um, learning about the craft and becoming masters of themselves. And there's like a lot of like uh, it's a really cool focus on how Japan was specifically the art culture of the time and the countercultures that were happening at the time. Mm-hmm. It spends a lot of time drawing characters from like different aspects of like. Um, uh, uh, geisha and like and then the show performers and like that kind of stuff and uh like obviously that was during like world war three or world war three world war so there's a mech spin-off of this one too <laughs> they all had mechs <laughs> Uh, World War Three, as we all know, guys. I between. haven't even gone to my summary yet. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> anyway. So the world, like, we get we get the backdrop of World War Two as well, and and it's just it becomes this very like heart wrenching story of these two as they climb hmm. throughout. The second season focuses back on uh, the the ex convict, uh, Yato- which who is now Yatoro, and his climb to becoming uh, a, 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 a Rakugo um, master. I think I've seen the second season. Yeah, go back and see that. It's it, the first season. I think the first season's my favorite. Yeah, but the the second I, the se- first season kept me into the second season. Uh, I was kind of just devastated when the second season came out and it stopped that ah. that show us <laughs> story and then went to the present day. Um, and, but it was really cool how like it was very important to know all that stuff because you understand the dynamic as this guy climbs to fame and his master is watching the how the evolution of the craft and the art and it, there's just such a like. A really heavy 
feeling of understanding what it's like to be an artist who spent so much time to develop a craft that was so well respected at one time and now is no longer like it's just a joke it's just like oh this is what old people listen to and the young people no one comes out to see it anymore and it's just it's really it's beautifully illustrated for one um beautiful music because it is it does draw authentic sounds from showa era japan throughout the whole thing and it's just really it's it's really heart-wrenching like i i binged this in like i couldn't stop watching it when it came out and i've been telling everyone to watch this one (laughs) but it's really good um and i highly recommend it it's still it's on crunchyroll still it just came out uh last winter yeah so it's still available and yeah it's cool yeah that's a good one yeah that's Uh, a that's a good one really good one it's a really good one You'll cry. I cried. Remington cried. I know Remington cries because Remington cries at like every episode. So it's, I do. Yeah, I, he does. Anime makes me cry. Yeah, but, no, but <laughs> how how much did you cry through this one? Yeah, this one I cried a lot. Well, because oh, show man, stuff. So much yeah, stuff. I was like, the show era is just full of sad stuff. Especially if you just so, watch the second season. Yeah. When that's when all the real like. Oh! Yeah, I, I need to go watch the second season because I have first season. Yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen the first one. The first one made me cry, but I did not watch the second one. I didn't even know there was the second. Oh season. yeah, yeah. No, you need to. It's <laughs> yeah. just it's great. Yeah, I need to go back. And it's really that. good. It's really good. So yeah, recommend it. Yep. Uh, Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju. There you go. Then, you got and then, it. And Preston, what what are you recommending? Well, if I knew the theme of the week was heartbreak and <laughs> sadness, I would have picked something different. I mean, different. it's just because me and Remington, you know, we, yeah. we're connected in our minds. Yeah. Don't yeah, think that, yeah. Remington. You're, like, you're, you're making a gesture between the two of you between your heads right now. The audience can tell. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow, if they Guys, can tell just... that I'm impressed by you, audience. Wow. I'm, I'm connecting with the audience. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, go on, Preston. <laughs> My recommendation if you haven't picked up on it yet, I like anime with a large cast of characters and overly complicated plot and like some very weird elements in it. Um, my pick this week may be a more popular one for some of you listeners, and you may have already seen it, but it's Dorarara. Hey! Which is so good. So much fun. Yes. It is a. The best way that I could describe the story is it is about the goings on around. Uh, the district of Ikebukuro in, Tok- in Tokyo, focusing on the weird residents and their and the plots that seem to always unfold around them. Yes. It includes a trio of high school students, a black Russian sushi chef, <laughs> a who is probably my favorite character yeah. of any anime. Um, I think all my favorite characters come from this one. A guy I wearing a bartender's outfit with seemingly superhuman strength. Um, an information broker who seems to know way too much about anything. Um, at least two mad scientists. <laughs> at least a girl who is possessed by an evil sword that has its own spirit. Oh, and uh, Dullahan who rides around on the black motorcycle and a yellow kitty helmet. <laughs> I love yeah. this, this, this show. This show is great so series. out there in what it like tries to do and how it all the people and all the different groups interact with each other and how literally every character has like this veneer like that upfront veneer and then a, like a darkness that's like these people are actually horrible wow yeah. like they go into some pretty evil stuff like the van like the Cortez and the van two of the people in that are like former mafia yakuza torturers <laughs> like this this show just incorporates anything and everything yep, into gang it. Gang wars. 
Uh, yeah. The gang wars no, are the, awesome. The, the entire thing is just the giant. Wars. Oh, the, tw- the, the, the dollars? Se- the dollars and yeah. the colors. The, and the, like, col- the, colors. Uh, the first uh, season is, I believe, 26 episodes long. Yeah. And it is something that you need to watch from beginning to end just to see how what starts as separate storylines just merge together in really unpredictable and yeah. insane ways. Like, for a large scope anime, like with a large cast of characters like it's hard to beat Dorara. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it, it just the the fact that the the stories they have are just so I love I love any anime that has something that it introduces really early on and you really have to watch the whole thing to see how it all connects because yeah. everything is so bizarre and out there and this is the perfect show. Yeah, like the first two episodes are like okay, from one perspective and then the second episode is like okay, from the opposite perspective yes! Yes. and it's just the way that the episodes play with each other and all the different perspectives play with each other. It's really a delight to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the show's really powered by its cast. And once you get to see your favorite characters interact with each other, yeah. it is the It also has a surprisingly moment. good dub. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. it has a really good dub if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, like, I've watched both and I I liked both equally. Subbed or dubbed? Yeah. yeah. You'll be good in Dorara. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool. really good pick. It's yeah. a really good pick, guys. I think we all had really good picks. Yeah, yes, yeah. very good pick. Good job, us. Applause for ourselves. And yeah. now it's the time of the show where I get immensely frustrated with Lisa because right. it's time. Because guys, Lisa watched an anime. It's time for Lisa to watch an anime. <laughs> uh, did you guys guess for last week's? Did you guys even see last week's? I didn't. You told us after the show, and I kind of was. I screamed in frustration a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I looked at the thumbnail because I didn't it. believe that a show could be that generic. It what? Okay, I I'm gonna and fill it. Okay, is. so just so you all know, oh, did you actually watch it? Like, or did you read? The- like, I read it and I'm like, yeah, this is every <laughs> anime ever made, right? every See? bad anime ever made. Let me clarify that. <laughs> I made an attempt to make sure that this week's wasn't like that, but what? the last week's uh, anime was the Silver Guardian, and I should preface this, okay? Um, I realized after the fact, once I, you know, remembered what it was, and we all had the discussion, and Preston basically stopped talking to me for a week solid. Um, that this was, it was three a- days. <laughs> it was a week. It was a week. I was, I was hurting. Message you on Wednesday. Okay, so five five days. Five days. It was five days. Um. Um, but anyway, um, so this was done by Tencent. And it features a mobile game. Yep. So we know why this anime is as generic as it could have possibly been. I went back and tried to watch the rest of it. I could not. Um, <laughs> it's only 11 minutes long per episode. I could not finish this anime. But I'm sure... I give it another chance, but I don't see why. But so, what is your pick for this? Anyway, week? my pick this week. Are you guys ready? Uh, no, but go ahead. Okay, mm. so it starts off with uh, this. Uh, it takes place in a school. You don't say. It takes place in a school. It's a wow. School. And it starts with this girl. And okay, okay, <laughs> all right. So she, uh, we find she is. Uh, we find out that she's a demi-human, and so demi-humans are like a cross between mythical creatures and human people, and she's at this school, and um, there's like a whole huge overtone about this whole anime where um, like they're trying to do like 
it's really hard to be the only one because demi-humans at this time are only trying to be like slightly incorporated into society. It's only becoming acceptable, but there's still challenges that they face because like they don't understand how to be accepted in the society. Like for example, our main character, our main our main girl, we find it as a vampire, and um, she has like the blood urge that she has to quell, but it's not like. I've watched she, this. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really great. Yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so um, between her and a whole bunch, slew of other demi-humans, there's like a snow girl at one point uh, who is, surprise, surprise, really frosty with the group. Um, and a Dullahan who d- has never been on a date before. And anyway, so there's this teacher at this school who... Uh, wanted to study like he's a a biology wow i can't even say any words today guys he's a biology teacher who wants to like wanted to study the demi-humans but because of like how taboo of a like oh that's just not fair because they're 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 people too and we can't study them as creatures kind of thing he didn't want to do that he just wanted to like do more like anthropological research about like how do they come to be who are they are how can we help them better and to like enter into like the society that we've already created for ourselves but anyway um so yeah so it's about these girls and this teacher and them all learning how to he the teacher is really kind about helping them with certain things that we would never think like for example the doula hand uh has to constantly carry her head because obviously she has no head. The show's so, pretty cute. Oh my god! And I don't so know what this the is. teacher the teacher has to like help her like comes up with ways to help her be able to do other things with her hands so she's not always constantly carrying her her uh, her head and got past things where he could get uh, ba- uh this she was uh, had special permission to wear a backpack at school even though it wasn't allowed at the school because like how was she supposed to carry her head and carry her bag all the time. So, yeah, and it's adorable, and there's really cute messaging, and, uh, I mean, it's adorable, and I loved it, and what did I watch? You watched interviews with Monster Girls. Yes! Wow. Preston. Yeah, Yeah, I read the manga for it. I caught a little bit of the anime, and, yeah, it's pretty adorable. I'm surprised you never mentioned the succubus teacher. Oh, I forgot about the succubus teacher. So succubus in or succubi. I don't know what the plural no, for that is. The su- succubi. Succubi yeah. in this universe. Um are so apparent are apparently so sexy yeah. that they cause bad dreams. It like they cause like sexy dreams in other people, which interrupts a lot of people's lives. So she has to live out in this cabin way out away from society <laughs> just so she doesn't like oh and dress slovenly. She just takes so like an hour to get to school all the time. Yeah, and just so and she, then there's a cute little yeah. romance going on between her and the And the clueless main character yeah. because this is an anime, so we need a clueless main yeah. character because no one can ever actually have a romance with the main character. Lisa makes me feel like I've never watched an anime before. I've yeah. watched a lot of anime. <laughs> I'm surprised that I knew this one. I'm actually shocked. I worked really hard You're after last week. the first person to know one of them. Huh? Yeah. You're the first person to call out one of her animes. Yeah. Yeah. No one's got it yet. In three, I know, ep- I know in three whole episodes. <laughs> three episodes. And like, yeah, compared to last week where I was just like staring at you like with this look of like rage and frustration in my face. Hey. Which was like. Listeners out there, you got to back me up on here because I was dead on accurate no, you shot weren't. for shot. You need to watch you this anime. Describe the most generic possible but battle it anime you is. could. <laughs> I can't help it. He's in a tomb. And then all of a sudden, uh, there's these skeletons we're coming not even, him. We're not even into talking about this week's pick, but 
I'm yeah. sure next week, maybe maybe it'll be a pattern. Maybe ne- from now, every three episodes, I'll figure out what you're watching, <laughs> and the other two, I can scream. And I will head. pick. You know, it's just it, I'm finding it really difficult to find one that is significant, like enough. That you guys may Silver have watched. Silver Guardians it. was not significant. It's on this season. <laughs> God. I just assume you guys watch as much as God I do. God help me. I do. I just don't know your summaries. <laughs> uh. When you talk about it, it feels like a new series yeah. every time. That's because I make anime fresh. <laughs> And that's He's just it. saving the industry right now. <laughs> and that's it for Lisa watched an anime Yay! in this episode. Well, you know what? This normally we have our listeners trying to give our answers, but I guess you don't need to this week because <laughs> Preston was on the ball. Yeah, that means it was too easy. So next week you just wait. Oh, it's gonna no. be hard. Oh man, just <laughs> do just do a repeat of week two, and I'm pretty sure I'll still get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so this is now, this is boy. Before we head out today, we are going to tell you what we're going to watch in next week's episode yeah, of the Anime Research Society. And then this time it is Remington's pick. So I picked Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody. Oh, I've wow. been meaning to yeah. watch that. Why does that n- sound so familiar and so obscure <laughs> at the same exactly, time? Exactly, right? It's, yeah. It sounds like it could have existed three times before, but it's new. Yeah. Huh. It's not... You see, there was a similar Death March style stuff like that, but this is very, very different from that. Like, even the look of previous Mm -hmm. ones that feel like they're the same kind of title. So I've been meaning to watch this one for a long long time. So really good pick. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I look forward to checking out next week. It's certainly, well, my pick this week was born out of uh, hatred for all of you (laughs) and wanting you to suffer. But it turned out to be all right. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully this one will be good. Yeah, I think so. And uh, good recommendations from everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Tune in to CG Magazine, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app to listen to the continuing adventure of the Anime Research Society, brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink podcast. Have a question or comment for the Society? Tweet at us at, uh, at A underscore R underscore Society, or find us all on Twitter at Remington Joseph, at Lisa Awesome with no E's, and at Preston Doza, spelt Z-S-A. You can also leave a comment on CG Magazine at cgmagonline.com. Want more from CG Magazine and Pixels and Ink? Follow us on Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook, CG Magazine, Instagram at CG Magazine, and YouTube, CG Magazine. From everyone here at the Anime Research Society, happy researching. Mm-hmm.